0: Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Adoption Adventures. Hoping that your week is doing well, and um, hoping you are all good. Um, this week I am going to be talking about uh, some research that I've been doing into life storybooks. Um, so I've, through various conversations, I've been talking to a number of different adopters and um, I heard um, rumblings, rumblings amongst adopters about life storybooks. And it, it really hit me that the rumblings were becoming louder and louder and more regular. Um, and that, that always worries me. So I spoke with the, the head of our regional agency and said, look, I, I think that there's a, a growing issue here. And I'd like to investigate it further. And I'd like to find out a little bit more. So, so I did that. And, um, and I reached out to, to my network of adopters and said, hey, I want to, I want to know what's going on. Talk to me about this. Um, Now, what I found um, was I, I asked a set of questions um, to, to my adopters, so I started talking to them and said, right, okay, I want to know how long you were waiting for your life storybook, and when you did get it, what were your thoughts, um, and then what could make it better, basically. Um, Now, what I found was um, adopters who came from um, sort of years prior, they were able to say that they got their book quite quickly. It used to be given to them by um, usually the child social worker was doing that work. And when they got them, the book was generally quite, good, Um, average to good was was the general feedback there. What we then started to see was over the last three to five years, um, when resourcing has become an issue um, and when teams have had change-ups and uh, indeed COVID, all of these things started to become a factor. And at that point, the the work stopped falling into the lap of the um, the social workers that would work with the children. And it would become another team, um, and as a result, families were then seeing that this piece of work was dropping down on the priority list, um, and the quality was dropping considerably too which is really, really sad to hear. Um, I spoke with families that had been waiting 18 months, some even longer for a book. Um, Some people were saying that they were waiting and then they had contact from someone who said, sure, I'm going to send you it. But to be honest, the quality is not that great, but it's the best I'm prepared to do. Um And you know, hearing that sort of thing, you think, this is, this is just not okay. Um, And the, the sort of, the, the conversation that we had was very much surrounded by, look, if, if when we're at our training, we are told that these books are of vital importance, why is that message then not sinking through to the people that actually then do the work? Why are they not being told the same message? How can they deliver such a, a, poor, a poor piece of work? We then learned that there were so many books that were being handed to families that had spelling errors, name errors, um, had been copied and pasted from other people's books, had false information in them. It, it was really... Frustrating and horrible to hear because one one particular adopter made a, a point, a very fair and reasonable point. These are people that are professionally trained and they would have had to have submitted written work. If, if they wouldn't produce that piece of written work for their manager, why on earth are they prepared to present it to us as a family but more importantly to a child to tell them about their story. Um, We heard some stories where there was young people that had started to read these books and started to look and go hold on a minute that's not true is it that's not actually my story and these families have then had to really work hard to say no it's not let me explain what's gone wrong there," and that's going to create issues. It's going to create all kinds of issues. Our children are already coming from a place whereby their their sort of self-esteem has been challenged and in many cases damaged. Um, we've got cases where whereby children are struggling with their sense of identity and then they're seeing this book that is supposed to be a representation of their story and instead it's going to be a representation of sort of someone's poor version of it. Um, Really frustrating, really, really frustrating, and just not good enough, basically. Um, So from this, that then started that conversation of, well, okay, what could we do? What, What needs to be done? Now, a lot of people were saying this should be a specialist's role, somebody should be able to do this, I knew as people were saying that, you go, yep, that's wonderful. But I know that the second I recommend that to an agency, they're going to tell me that they've got a resourcing issue and they won't be able to, to meet that need. They won't be able to fund the staff to be able to do this. Um, jobs were then saying, okay, I, I want these pieces of work to be proofread. And I look and go, yep, that seems fair and reasonable. I think that we should be able to do that. Um, Next was timescales. We should be putting a timescale, a clear timescale, in front of our teams that are writing these books and say, you have six months to produce this book. And if you don't produce it in that time, you're going to be held to account um we did say that there's a huge issue here of lack of agencies being held to account for for not doing their work basically um and we said that that's just not good enough the the conversation then went into The sort of like the wider issue of hold on, you're telling me that there's a resource issue. Fine, we all know that that exists, and I'm sure I've said this before there is a resource issue. Firstly, that's not our children's fault. Secondly, if the worker did the job properly in the first instance, it wouldn't then create more work for someone two, three, four steps down the line. Poor. Poor work creates more work. Didn't plan for that to be a rhyme, but I'm pleased it did. Um, That is ultimately what we are seeing. We are seeing that people are not putting in the right level of work in the the forefront. They're not doing what they should be doing. And they're causing a lot more work for other people. Busy people are becoming busier because they realise that there's something that needs to be done. And... And I think that that's really unacceptable because so many people have got to do so much more because one person just couldn't be bothered to do their job properly. And I am going to use that language because that is how I think it is. I think that there are a number of people in these positions that are just not putting in the effort for whatever reason. Mostly because there is no accountability for it. Um, a, an adopter, I, I think an adopter doesn't feel comfortable and confident to push back and say, hey, I want this person told off. And then when, if if, if they do, I mean, I spoke to one adopter and he, he said, I, I've been chasing now for 16 months, he said, and I'm nervous about dropping an email to Chase. I don't feel like I'm allowed to drop an email to the manager and say, there's a problem here. Well, that's not good enough, is it? That 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 adopter doesn't feel like they're allowed to raise an issue or raise a complaint. Because absolutely we should be able to do that. If you're not doing your job properly, you should be held to account. A lot of these are local authority agencies Therefore, they are publicly funded. They have a job and a duty, and it is to our children and our families. They need these books. Um, I made a recommendation that we could perhaps attend um, adoption training, whereby we attend life storybook training, but actually post-placement. So you attend post-placement, you have the resources, you have the um, materials on site, in the session, and as as a team, you then all write the books for your family. You then know that the language used is language you're comfortable with. You then know that the information and the way it's written is a way that you're going to be comfortable with it. You also know that there's accuracy. It stops it going onto somebody else's workload, which means that you've not got the resource issue. It's a group piece of activity, it's a group work. Um, This was seen as a bit of a radical idea. I don't agree. Um, People argued that, oh, you know, adopters who do that may not, may not actually produce the book. My response was those are the families that wouldn't be doing life story work anyway um you know so you're already seeing it essentially um but yeah today i got to present that to the senior leaders um and i got to sort of present that as a as an argument to the senior leadership team which excuse the sirens um, yeah, I got to produce that to the senior leadership team today. They, they responded in as much as say they are really disappointed to hear that that is the feedback and that they were aware there was a problem. Perhaps they weren't aware that it had got this bad, but they are they are now going to put this as a priority, which I thought was actually really strong to hear really positive to hear that that they're going to sit back and say no this just isn't good enough this isn't what we need this isn't what we deserve we're going to improve this um so i think there's going to be a working group set up to see if we can come up with some solutions on this um you know I I guess it's a let's watch this space kind of thing, see what happens. Um, I really hope, I really hope that we can overhaul this because when we got our book, we got to do that life story work with Little Dude. He got to see it, he got to help make it. We got to understand it. We got to understand how to talk about these things, which really helped um so it put us in a stronger position to be able to do that and i think i think that's what's uh needed and i think if we're not careful what we're actually going to do is we're going to create situations where families stop using them because if you don't see it as important why should i um we we'll, we we'll, we'll see here we will uh, we'll see what what this um what this transpires to and what it looks like um but yeah i wanted to i wanted to give you an update on sort of where where that conversation was at really um interesting bit of feedback interesting information there um, very um very sad to see very upsetting um but Unfortunately, not unexpected, um, but hopefully hopefully it's not gone too bad, hope. um, hopefully it's not got to the point where when we're past the point of no return, you know? Um, so we shall see, we shall see what happens and we'll take it from there. Um, my fingers are crossed that we're going to see some, some improvements, so let us see what happens. Um, so that is the update from me. Um, if you've got um, some information on your own life story work, if, you've, if you're within the last three years um, have adopted and you've um, got your life storybook and done in a different way to what I've just been talking about, perhaps you've got some suggestions on, on what could work. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, AdoptionAdventures123 at gmail.com. Great to hear from you. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. It is great to talk to you and I shall speak to you again next week.